Welcome to the Dumb Bitch Club. You stupid bitch. Our last segment is What's Popping and Popular Culture. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Jenna. It's your girl, Killer K. <laughs> Back in the building. So you hear me? Okay, let me calm down. How y'all doing? Let's start there. How are you today, Janae? That's what I'm trying to say. I'm tired. What you been doing? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It's just one of them days. I understand, sir. But me, on the other hand, I'm trying to get this education on. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to elevate. So I've been reading all these books, y'all. Self-help books. Well, I just purchased them. I'm on the first book. But if y'all can recommend any good books out there, that would be great. You know, just leave them on our page, our Instagram page at DBC underscore podcast. Make sure you're keeping up with us on there. Um, just recommend, please, please, because I'm ready. I'm ready to read it all, gain all the knowledge and grow. Okay. And also, don't forget, you can also comment on our Plunk channel, Plunk.me. So go ahead and download that app as well. And we about to get into this new episode. Episode two. Episode two. We on episode two. We've made it to episode two. <laughs> how you feeling, Janae? How you feeling? How you feeling still about the tired. first episode? I'm still very tired. That's how I'm feeling. I'm still talking about the first tired. episode. Oh, the first episode? Yay. I feel good about it. And actually, at the end of this episode, we'll be shouting out some of the people who responded to some of our questions about our last episode. So stay tuned to the end so you can hear everybody's answers, okay? Yes. Um, My first initial reaction to, like, everybody else's reaction was kind of amazing. Somebody quoting me, I feel kind of like, oh, I felt seen. You feel me a little bit? Ooh, jazz me up a little bit. Okay. So, yes, your shout out to her quoting me. But you're going to get your shout out at the end, though, too. But, yeah. <clears throat> Let's get into this new episode. Please, tell us what we're talking about, Jenny. We are talking about the resilient, the beautiful, mm. Mm. The wonderful, mm. God's creation, mm. black women, period. As you guys know, last month, February, was Black History Month, and now we are Women's History Month. Me and Kyla are clearly black women. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to shout out, we have to shout it out. We had to. Had to. Janae, didn't you get a shirt from a company? Yeah, I got this one shirt, and it says that Black women are often imitated but, imitated but never duplicated. And it was just facts. It was just truth. Very true. I feel like Black women are the blueprint, and we've, we've been the blueprint. We're going to forever be the blueprint. Nothing would move without us. You feel me? Like, we bring everything to the table. Everybody else just eating off our plates. Like, at this point. What's that one thing on TikTok that's like, you can't outdo the doer. You can't outshine the shiner, baby. It's okay. Today, Black women have always been the trendsetters, the go-getters, the leaders, and the support systems for America, for many other uh, communities as well. So, we just gonna uh, go into our first topic, which is protection and support. And specifically, we'll be talking about Black men. 
disclaimer we love black men so none of this stuff is to like get on them or nothing i'm pretty sure eventually we'll interview a black man to make sure that we get everybody's perspective but we're just talking about our opinions today we just want to bring self-awareness mm-hmm. into light that's all nobody's getting dragged here nobody's getting put out nobody's getting you know, talked about talked down on we don't do that over here mm-hmm. we're just trying to bring awareness so as far as protection versus support goes how would you define it um, the so, so pretty much the way i define protection versus support because um, so me and Kyle have had this conversation in the past, but I feel like I'm supported by black men, but not protected by black men. And in the sense of support is more like a hype person, like someone who hypes you up or like they'll be a resource. But as far as being protected, like if I feel like I'm getting attacked or if I feel like I don't feel safe in a certain environment or a situation, I feel like I get no protection at all whatsoever from black men, at least the ones that I know. I can probably name on one hand how many black men that I know that would actually protect me, not including family. Mm-hmm. So what's your experience been? My experience besides family, um, I honestly can't say or just off the top of my head said that I've ever just come to a situation where a black man has protected me either. So that's that's a lot to be said. Especially since like I know like um you've said before that like shorter women or oh go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so pretty much you were touching on like intersectionality because I feel like as me being 5'11 and three quarters, maybe six foot, but I ain't going to claim it. (laughs) But but with me being a taller and also a plus size woman and also a brown skin, darker skin woman, I feel as though like a lot of the time, like I've been in situations where I felt uncomfortable and I've had a black man respond well you're um you're big enough to defend yourself or you're this or you're strong enough to defend yourself and I'm like dang but can I get some help like I feel like most of the time most of my support and most of my protection like I said I get support from black men but I feel like most of my protection has come from other black women like I feel as though I feel as though pretty much like black women have always had my back but like I shouldn't expect well, I don't assume that a black man's gonna have my back in most situations, which I wish I wish wasn't the case. But again, that's just been my experience. So somebody else's experience could be completely different. And piggybacking piggybacking off of you, as a woman who is a five foot three to five foot five, and y'all, the reason why I say that is because every time I say I'm a certain height, everybody just always got something to say. It said, no, you're not. You got that height, but that's neither here nor there. So I'm just going to put five foot three to five foot five. And I'm kind of lighter, but I'm still brown. I'm still a brown skinned girl. But I'm a little lighter, did you know? Like, I still wouldn't assume that a guy would step in to protect me if need be, if they didn't feel the need to, to do so because of they're my family or 
you know they're my friend or something like that. So yeah, I actually came into a situation one time. I was at a gas station with a, with some friends sitting in the line, and there was this guy who's drunk, I guess. This man, let's say that. And he just kept talking to me like, mm, what's your name? Mm, like talking to me, saying all this stuff. And you could clearly see, like everybody could clearly see I was uncomfortable with the situation. So this girl, she actually stepped up, she came in, she helped me. She's like, no, she's fine. She wants to talk to you, you know, leave her alone, just leave her alone. Like she really came and helped me out in that situation. And I've always remembered that. And I've always been you know, like, she was really real for that. Like, I appreciate that. Like I always find it that women, actually do come and help and support when 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 other women are in need mm-hmm. i can agree with that because oh you just reminded me back to freshman year so about like four years ago but pretty much i remember well he's still low-key is a stalker to this day but there's this guy every single party i go to he's always there and he's an older man so like when i was 18 he was maybe like 30 something and he's going to all these college parties and i had a group of friends and actually one of them went to high school with me and kyla but i remember he would always grab me at these parties and it would expect for me to dance on him and i did not want this man like because my thing is first of all why are you 30 some years old going to an 18 plus party that's a whole nother conversation we'll never understand it but yeah another another conversation and then so it got to the point because i went to parties with a lot of these friends it got to the point where my friend she uh stood up and she was like you're gonna stop touching her you're gonna like they ganged up on this man ganged up as as they should and i was like there were other men there and i was like I don't know. Sometimes I wish, I feel like black women should hold black women accountable, but I also feel like black men should also hold other black men accountable mm-hmm. in certain situations. Cause if you see that a woman is like unsafe, then you should probably like try to protect them. So I will say I've had those moments, but they're very rare. They're very rare. But I also feel as though um, that a lot of the times that we tend to uh, support black men before we help ourselves sometimes. Yes, I feel like you're saying we come to the rescue. We come to their rescue more than they come to our rescue. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Do you feel as if black women are more inclined to support and help black men because they feel like they have to in a sense that no one else is going to do it? Or, you know, like basically where do you think that that sense comes from like the need to help them even though we literally be begging them to help us on some sense i'm a strong believer that everything comes from slavery pretty much but i feel as though since black men were separated from their families a lot of black women don't want to see them like off on their own because we were like literally torn apart from one another. So I feel like it almost might be like an instinct to like help a black man in certain senses. Cause I'm like, there's been so many times where like I've gotten myself in trouble just to like help somebody else out. And it's not necessarily fair all the time but it's like a natural instinct at at times. Like it just like pops up in our head and it might be a point of me because Everything, I guess you can say, is biological too, but I feel like it's a natural instinct for us to do that, like to protect our own and mm-hmm. especially protect a group of people who are literally targeted in America. Black men are a target in America, which is sad 
But I feel as though because of that, like target on their back, black women have always wanted to support them because they only want to see them thrive. I'm all, okay, I'll say most black women, me and Kyla want to see black men thrive. We're not gonna speak on behalf of everybody. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much the reason why I feel like black women are more inclined, will feel inclined to support um, black men. Okay, I see your point. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Meg, the Meg the Stallion and the Tory Lane situation about how, like, that night, um, how she reported that night that even though she, even though he allegedly shot her, on the night he allegedly shot her, she said that she never said anything. She didn't say anything upright because, you know, they was up against the cops. Like, the police mm-hmm. were out there. Like, he could get could have got shot in the moment like of course I wouldn't want that on my conscience of course I would try to protect you know that a person like that in that instance you know that's a scary situation when you up against police because you know they not for us in the long run that's been proven time and time again so I, I do see your viewpoint on that and I think it's really what you said biology you know women tend to be more you know nurturing motherly that type of protective instinct kind of kicks in in those type of situations I do feel like so yeah yeah, yeah. so when speaking of the Megan Stallion and Tory Lane situation I just feel like that's like a like a popular culture reference of that happening just because so we will say everything's alleged just because all the information hasn't came out yet but pretty much at the end of the day, she went through so many memes, attacks from other people in her industry because people did not believe her. But my thing is, at the end of the day, whether or not y'all should be like more inclined to help her, like even if you didn't want to choose a side, you should probably be either sympathetic or empathetic to her being in pain, in physical pain, because she got shot. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Either, either way it goes, somebody shot her. She was shot. She was injured. She was down. And nobody cared. Nobody. Everybody wanted to laugh at it. Because I feel like she wouldn't even came out about it if all the memes. And I honestly feel like, to be completely honest with you, I feel like she would probably even protect Tori to this day if the internet wasn't so cruel. Had Had the situation not gone the way it did, yeah, I really feel like this would have been like a open and shut place it really could have been a private case to be dealt with honestly she probably wouldn't have had nobody in her business which would have been respected but you know you know how that shit oh, sorry y'all you know how that stuff go I think that can even go back on our first point of intersectionality because um for one if this was Zendaya everybody would be outraged because if you can compare Zendaya to like Meg the Stallion they're both tall women but Zendaya's lighter skin and then um Megan's more of a brown skin girl and then also she's thicker and also she's in an industry that's full of men and in that industry and hip-hop is extremely toxic masculinity within that industry so I feel like people like to put these labels on her because of what she does and also because of what she looks like because a lot of the things that they put on there had to do with her being manly and being all these type of things man i saw one post saying uh tori found out she was a man that's why he shot her like why would you why would you say that 
what, what, brought what brought you to that conclusion? And why are you making it seem like that's okay for him to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand. I don't either. But I feel like this topic brings us into our next topic about attraction and beauty for Black women and specifically into ma- masculization of Black women, which I feel like I feel like all of us tend to see this, like they tend to masculize Black women through the imagery that we see on the media all the time. If she is not, like I said, if she does not look like Zendaya, if she does not look like... All petite, short, and you could be... Even the short, dark skins don't got to change. JT, he did talk about. Mm-hmm. I remember they compared. I remember they compared her and Ari Lennox to like bulldogs or like pit bulls or something like that. And I was like, these are some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Like, right? Like, it really shocks me that people think these things. And I'm like, where does that come from? Like, these women are beautiful. Like, in my eyes. Ari Lennox is beautiful. Megan Stallion is beautiful. Um, who else I just named? JT. JT, gorgeous. Like, I don't understand why... Well, I do understand everything. Stems back to that time period. But, yeah, that's crazy. And we... They always have us living up to these European beauty standards. Mm-hmm. But the European beauty standards stem from us. Like... You know what literally, I mean? Literally, black women, what's it called? The Eve, Eve gene, I think it's called. Literally, all we can create any form of life. Black women can. Teach me something. Well, I ain't gonna lie, I learned this off of TikTok, so I don't know if, if that's the most reliable source. <laughs> but okay. but uh, I gotta do my own education. But pretty much, I do know that black women do have a gene in them that pretty much will allow them to make, like, if I, like, not if I wanted to, but pretty much there's a gene, like, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if my future child comes out with, like, red hair, blonde, like, we have a gene that can produce all those types of different features. So, I I, yeah, and I feel as though um, it's pretty much... It's just stupid how we have to compete with people and a lot of those people take from us. But another thing, um, back to masculinization of Black women, though, um, I remember the very first person, well, the very first Black woman, I remember people started talking about being a man with Sierra. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, when I was younger, people was like, Sierra's a man. And I'm like, Sierra? Like, my goodie, Sierra? What? <laughs> One two steps, Sierra. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was just so confusing to me because I'm like, why is this like put on? For one, I feel like it's a in America. There's most definitely homophobia and also transphobia and also racism, which all contribute to these um, ideas and masculinizations of Black women. And it's just stupid. It's just stupid because um, another example is Serena. Just because she's so good at sport, it's like when women are thriving, they have to throw something specifically about our looks to make us like feel down about ourselves. We could be doing great, like Serena's doing great in her sport. Uh, Sierra is doing great. And I know I told you about a situation where uh, someone tried to come for the first lady, my only first lady, uh, Michelle Obama. They, they try to call her a man and everything. And I'm like, this woman got two kids. Like, don't make no sense. The world we live in today, I really wish these, these things would change, this mindset would change. 
But um, but yeah, but but next, like another thing about beauty and attraction is fetishism, which I've never experienced, but I've seen it. But yeah, like I said, I've never experienced fetishism, but I feel like it's dumb, especially I know this topic is about black women, but I've been seeing it a lot with black men. Like a lot of white women have been fetishizing black men. And I see this. I see they are highly fetishized. Sorry. And I I see it sometimes with uh, black women because I I ain't gonna lie. I hate it. I hate being complimented on my appearances, to be honest. So I hate it when I hear, for one, we always get compared to food. So it'd be like my chocolate cocoa queen, my uh, melanin beauty, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're doing the most. Um, <laughs> just call me beautiful and, and call it a day that's all you need to do but it's like I wish people look more into personality rather than looks well of course attraction you do have to look into looks if we're talking about forming a relationship you gotta be attracted to the person clearly mm-hmm. but I wish that some of these attractions weren't based off of stereotypes or specific features it, because I feel as though also colorism comes into that specifically. I feel like there is like a fetish for like light-skinned women right now. There is. It's really bad. It's so bad. Like, I love my light-skinned women, love my dark-skinned, brown skin. But I feel like when it comes to fetishization, I feel like light-skinned women get it the most out of our community at times. Just because everybody's looking for that quote-unquote exotic woman that someone who looks racially ambiguous I feel like people yeah you're right it's all about the features you know and that's why white women fetishize black men for the kids for the Mm -hmm. offspring I feel like that's a big thing they want the curly hair light fair skin blue eyes type of thing so that's huge because and another thing is like when you ask somebody like why do you like this type of person like when they be like well why do you like light skin over dark skin they start attacking dark skin women and I'm like no like why do you like this type of person because like okay say somebody's comparing me to you right well I like Kyla more than Janae well why do you like Kyla more than Janae well Janae's loud she's uh big she's tall and I'm like no why do you like Kyla like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yes. they start attacking the other people. Yes. I completely understand what you're saying, Janae. But let's get into this cultural appropriation. Um, One of the main people who cultural appropriate, um, the Kardashians. I don't speak that name into existence. That's the KKK. <laughs> um, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, KKK, the Kardashian clan. Um. <laughs> Janae. The culture vultures. Culture vultures. Very much. I don't, I, over the years, like, I used to watch that show. And seeing that from what the clips I've seen from all these new seasons, I'm confused. (laughs) And it be baffling me because they swear up and down that they're not. But we can see it. Mm-hmm. it like, you're, 
we can see it. Like, what, so where does your inspiration come from? Like, where does it stem from? Please tell, let us know so I can get off your back because I, I really want to know. I know people, a lot of people love them. It's like, oh, come on now. Come on now. So, Their beauty is literally this. I forgot where I saw this, if it was on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, but I saw a thing that said the Kardashians allowed white people to pretty much start cultural appropriating more publicly. Like there were people always cultural appropriating, but when the Kardashians got big, I feel like a floodgate of like cultural appropriation started happening. Cause like the whole boxer raid situation. And then another thing is like, um, I know this isn't the Kardashian, but Justin Bieber, when he got, remember that was a phase. Oh my gosh, Justin Bieber had dreads at one point. I forgot all about that. Yeah. He had dreads. I missed that one. He had dreads, but and I think he had it around the same time when you remember when Zendaya she had faux locks and she went on a red carpet and then like I think wasn't the show called like Fashion Police or something like that, but pretty much the Fashion Police was like she looks like she smells like some type of oil and weed and I'm like, but you got Justin Bieber wearing these matted locks because they not cute. They don't look cute. Um, and it's, it's I like never about that though. About the comments that were made saying that she smelled like that and that. I didn't actually watch it though, but that shit crazy. Yeah, because I was like, so you're telling me something that actually comes from her culture is deemed as like, like pretty much they downplay it. But then Justin Bieber, oh my gosh, it's so trendy. I've never seen this before of a cultural thing and spiritual so I was like so it's dirty on them or it's considered like that's how it's seen but when a white celebrity does it it's like oh my gosh it's so beautiful it's a trend no Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it ain't cute it ain't with these boxes with these white people wearing box braids everything like that's why we hear so many stories about their hair falling out now because they keep trying to appropriate stuff that's not built for them, not meant for them, but taking it and trying to make it their own and call it their own. I remember this one thing I saw. Bonnet's been around for how long, Janae? How long? Too long. long. Yeah. Too long. For these white people to make one, and what they call it, uh, what did they call it on their website? I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what they called it. I can't remember what they called it, but I'm like, are you referring to a bonnet? Are you referring to things oh, that have been so... Wasn't it like a nightcap or something like that? I think I know what you're talking It was like a... And they were selling it for like a thousand and something dollars. The price was outrageous. I was like, ain't no way you taking a 99 cent bonnet at the hair store and turning it into a thousand dollars. And you can't tell me that you're like not appropriating culture and trying to make money off of that. Trying to make... Selling black culture to make white people feel included. Like... I don't understand. And a lot of people are like, you shouldn't gatekeep a hair style. You shouldn't gatekeep um, a fashion choice, so on and so forth. But it's like, there's no education behind it. Because again, there's also, to bring up this one, there's a difference between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Because appreciation means you've been invited into that culture to participate. And these people have told you it is okay. So if you do have those friends that allow you to do it, because I have seen the thing where um, this white woman, she has a black child and her, 
I don't know if this is a valid excuse. It's kind of conflicting for me, but she got braids because um, a lot of the time, um, children look up to their mothers when it comes to beauty standards. So this white mom, she pretty much got like box braids or she got like feed-in braids or something like that. So her daughter could look up to her. And a part of me is like, okay, I understand, but does the child have like aunts, cousins, like from the other side of the family to probably look up to? Because my thing is, I understand that you're trying to like show her her culture, but I also feel like you might be, I feel like you you have the great good intentions, but you might be offending other people. So it's That's- a... So it's it is a lose-lose situation. To circle back to what you said about um, how the Kardashians uh, made it more acceptable, acceptable to uh, cultural appropriate. Is that the term to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I could definitely see that. I I never heard that. Um, I never saw what you saw when you said that. But I can definitely understand that. That's why everybody like I want to be like the Kardashians. I want to be like Kim. I want to be Kim Kardashian, but without really educating themselves on where she got her stuff from. So circling back to all of that, it does come down to education and being educated about what you're diving into. Life is a learning experience, period. We learn every day. So it doesn't take, it doesn't hurt you to learn about the stuff that you're participating in. So you can get a better understanding, like, oh, this might be offensive, da 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 just, just take the time. We, we all learn, we live and we learn, but come on now. And plus, people have been getting educated for years. We've been trying to educate them for free, might I add, and it's going in one year after other. So at this point, I don't know, it's just, as, and as long as the internet being been around, like you can't tell me you didn't know because I, I wouldn't believe that. Mm-hmm. See, and I think this goes back, y'all. Everybody who know me love my favorite singer is Kay Michelle. Hey, Kay, if you hear this, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. But anyways, uh, I feel like there's a song by her called Kim K. And in the song, she says, wish I could be a Kardashian so I could be black. And I was like, damn, she's right. Because a lot of the, well, in her song, she pretty much talked about how um, she wished she could wear her braids out without being judged. Because when Kim did those quote unquote boxer braids, um, she got all this praise for her, but I remember Kim Michelle either got faux locks or she got some like feeding braids, and people were like, "That don't look good on you." This, this, that. Like she got attacked for doing something that's part of her culture, and I'm like, "Black women been doing cornrows, been doing box braids, been doing uh, locks for years, and we get like, like we have a whole entire law just so people don't discriminate against our hair, like." We have to endure that, but then whenever a white woman or anybody white does what we do, it's like so amazing. It's so, it's so. Maybe years, <clears throat> Christopher Columbus, <clears throat> and he it's like an entire piece of land and said it was his. So that's all they know at this point. <laughs> that's all they know. Like I said, if please do your education before like trying to do anything. Like I've participated in other people's cultures but that's because I was invited like for example um my school has like an international um like a festival or a dinner and we are invited to these spaces 
And I'm not going to do anything that's disrespectful unless they allow me to do that. I am not doing anything or imitating anything that they do because it might be seen as disrespectful. And the last thing, if you want to just be a decent human being, just respect other people in their culture. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense to me, because if you're not doing that and I feel like you personally just don't give you don't I'm just saying you don't give a fuck about other people and how they feel and how that might offend them because a lot of these things are rooted in culture spirituality uh religion so on and so forth so the next thing that I also want to mention is the n-word and how any and everybody think they can use it so do you feel like I was just going to bring that up too like do you feel like well, of course, that's just that's my opinion. I mean, I ain't even gonna ask a question because I just feel like because they take from us so much, they feel comfortable with saying that that word, and then they like to use the excuse. What was it? Because bad baby, ain't that her name? Bad baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. She was like, um, that's how she grew up. That, that's who she was around. Da, 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 da. Like I can understand that you get certain like quirks and ticks from being around somebody for so long but she just went out as a whole like as a whole and then bringing up somebody who who recently just got in trouble for saying it lucky Mimi from mm-hmm. loving hip-hop like what was it on the video I, I watched her video through the shade room she was going on a rant, said the N-word, was like, oops, my bad, uh, I was getting mad, da 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 And then, you know, of course she was getting hate off that video. Then on the follow-up video, she was like, um, I do, she, she just basically admitted to using that word in private and stuff like that. And it's just like, if you know you're not supposed to be using it, what is your, like, using it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> why are you using the word and you know it's wrong? Like, yeah, I'm trying to find the TikTok because I really want to give this person credit, but I cannot find it at the moment. But I saw this thing where it was like, imagine you're okay, so imagine a white grandpa. So back in their day, a white grandpa is throwing a rock at a black grandpa's um like he keeps on throwing it at him keeps mm-hmm. on throwing it at him over and over and over and over again and then one day the black grandpa's pretty much he picks up the rock and keeps it and he's like i'm gonna do with this rock what i want to do with it and then pretty much the white grandpa is like hold up wait a minute you're accepting it and using it like in a different way like no you're not supposed to do that and then so the black grandpa passes it passes it on from generation to generation and they use it in a different way so the rock pretty much stands for the n-word but pretty much the rock is passed on and it's used in a way of sometimes endearment yes it can be used in the in a wrong sense but you know how some of us say it in a way like to say friend or so on and so forth so pretty mm-hmm. much and then the white family the generations that go down they're like no, because my grandpa had it first, so I want to take it back and da 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 da. But I'm like, your grandpa caused that person pain by throwing that rock over and over and over again. So why would you want to continue to hurt those people? And I just thought that was like a good like way to phrase like why you shouldn't use the N-word. 
And if I ever find that person's TikTok, I really want to give them credit. But yes, I just saw that and I was like, that makes so much sense. Like that was really but yeah. But they grew up around hate, so mm-hmm. hate stems from hate. So all they would know is that. But that's another that's a whole deeper conversation too. Like everything stems back from racism, from slavery. That's basically bottom line. Half of these conversations that we be having pretty much would be like, we're going to make another show about this. Like, (laughs) because it's just so much to talk about and so much that people don't even realize, people don't understand. And I be learning a lot from TikTok. I ain't going to stunt. Like, when you say, oh, I learned from TikTok, I'm going to say, I be learning a lot. So, yeah, TikTok is great. But there is a lot of subjects that everyone is not, you know, hip to and don't know about, especially about our culture and stuff. But I mean, go look for your answers. If you have questions, go look. If you have any concerns, go look. You know, I'm sure there are sources. There okay. Can we please talk about sources before we wrap this up? Please stop using your black friends as a resource. Google <laughs> is free. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. Oh my gosh, Google is so free. Um, Now, if you want to have a conversation about it because you don't understand it, like that's one thing I don't mind. If a white person has told me like, hey, I did my information on X, Y, Z, but I don't completely understand it. Can we have a conversation? I'm okay with that because you took the initiative to like do your research. I'm okay with that, but stop making your black friends, coworkers and peers the main source of all your information when Google and book and even if you do want to spend a little money, there's a books, books. Yes, you can get a book or you can go to the library. That's free. The library surely is. So yeah, but before we end this episode off, because this was a great conversation. And again, what did you say? Black women are what, Kyla? The blueprint. The blueprint. And I feel like as you can see through the different things that we go through and through like the beauty standards and even cultural appropriation that we got to face. We we did that. We did that. But now we're going to track back a little bit and we're going to go back to our first episode and we're going to shout out a few people. Um, so on our Instagram story, and this is going to continue to happen. So pay attention to our Instagram story. If you want to shout out and also on Twitter, you can follow me at black Rose, which is B L V C K K Rose R O S E. So we'll be asking questions on there and you could possibly get a shout out. First we have Sierra shout out to Sierra. And so pretty much the question was, uh, what do you think? do you think you should date in college so sierra's response was i think it's fun to date in college people find their best friend and soulmates during this time okay that's one way to look at it i definitely agree but it takes hard work like i said i want to shout out a more underscore asia asia Asia. sorry Mm -hmm. Asia. She says, as long as it's not getting in the way of my work, we good. Have fun. Period. I agree with that. Definitely. That's definitely what I said in the last one. Like, don't focus your whole college on people. Mm-hmm. 
have fun, do your work, and yeah, get things done. Next, we have Talitha. So <laughs> she has two responses. She said, LOL, I think you should have a period of being single while in college for at least one year. Okay, I, I agree with that. And then also she says, LOL, after being in three relationships while in college, it's a no for her. It's a no. And it's the honesty for me, period. (laughs) It's not for everybody. It's really not. It's not. And then last we have McKinley. Shout out to McKinley. Her her Twitter is underscore Kinley. So that's underscore K-I-N-N-L-E-Y. And so what she said was, hey. This is the answer for the podcast question. I think you should date in college, but I feel like if you're going to do that, you should know yourself and what it and what you like. Also, don't settle down too fast. I think people should date others and have fun before getting into a serious relationship in college, especially if they're young. And I completely agree with that. Know yourself. Know yourself. So here's some that's some advice from our uh, some of our followers on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also be on the next episode if you decide to swipe up. We'll ask another question about Black women. Um, and you can follow us at DBC underscore podcast as well as on our plunk.me channel, which should also be DBC podcast on there as well. You can find everything in the link of our bios, in our personal bios, and on our Instagram and on our Twitters. Um, if y'all want to send any responses to me, my Instagram is underscore KLM2. Just to give y'all another platform to talk to us. We love hearing from y'all. Thanks. Thank you to the ones that have responded and the ones that have. Um... Oh, I said I was going to shout my girl out. That quoted me. So shout out to Allison. So her Instagram is W underscore Allison L. So make sure you go follow her as well. Yes, thank you, Allison, for quoting me. It made me feel special. Um, thank you guys for uh, keeping up with us, for keep supporting us. We have more things coming for you guys. I'm really excited about our podcast. I'm really happy with our podcast. I'm really happy that you guys are, you know, loving it so far. Speaking of, like, where we're going, but we are on Spotify. So if you're listening to us now, you're probably either listening from Anchor, but listen, we are on Spotify. Yeah. We official official. Big officials. Okay. So catch us on a new platform, Spotify. That rests us today's episode. It was nice kicking it with y'all. And see y'all in the next one. Peace. Thank you for joining in on our podcast. We appreciate all the love and support we've gotten this far. You can find us on our YouTube channel at DBC Podcast for more content. You can also follow us on Instagram at DBC underscore podcast for updates and the links to our YouTube channel, Anchor Podcast profile, and a list of our favorite Black-owned business and content creators. Okay, let's get into our first episode.